guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast. Man, I'm your crazy ass host. As always, Arsenio, and you know what? Today, a relatively short podcast, yes, but it's about synonyms and registering them. First and foremost, a large part of academic writing, again, do I believe completely in academic writing and everything? Not necessarily. Heck, I've learned so much just by teaching for the first time, TOEFL, IBT, speaking. And all it is is a systematic approach to everything. Idioms are more used on IELTS than they are on TOEFL. So with the way people speak academically and this and that, um, I don't believe, I believe that's a fake. I believe your goal is to be understood. The moment you start using all these big words and academics and, you know, uh, perfect intonation and all that, you're going to become very boring and people aren't going to like you because you're not authentic. And if that is your authentic self, fantastic. Be around other people who are like that. But it's very, very important in a large part of academic writing. It's all about choosing language that is appropriate to your intended reader, right? So vocabulary that is appropriate in one context may not be appropriate in another. So learning a broad range of synonyms will help you adapt the register of your text. So remember the reading that I just did, right? This reading is very, very important for a lot of you out there because again, offline, online, figuring out, do I fit this description? What can I do to overcome that? And of course, if you have any Q and A's, make sure that you speak to me about it. But nonetheless, what we're gonna do is in those paragraphs that I actually put on my blog, you're going to have to find more formal words for the synonyms in bold on my blog. So the synonyms go as included, paragraph one, developments, paragraph two, ask for, paragraph three, shown, paragraph four, five, part, paragraph five, effect, paragraph five, happening, paragraph five, let, paragraph six, decide, paragraph six, remove, paragraph six, states firmly, paragraph seven, worrying, paragraph eight. Also, there's another very, very good couple of exercises on my blog. Now, number two, what you're gonna do, I wrote five sentences. You're going to replace the underlying words with the more formal synonyms in the box. So let me give you the, let me give you an example of this. Number one, many sociologists find the negative effects of our hyperconnected world worrying. So the two words are effects and worrying. So effects that would go for repercussions. So let me give you some of the words in the box, right? Are able to, asserts, comprehend, derived, disconcerting, distant, diverse, element, establish, gravity, manage, permits to, repercussions, seek, and strategy. So I'll get back to that. We have effects. We will replace that with repercussions. And then I have worrying. Worrying is disconcerting. These are more formal academic words. I'll give you the number two right now. Number two, social media lets us connect even when physically far 
apart. So social media, what the connects? What is what, what what is a word that well not well yeah yeah basically yeah let's 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 what does that let's us connect? So again, what you would have to do is look at the words, the bold words in the little thing that I have on the blog, and you would have to put that into the sentence. Replace it. Even when physically far apart. Far apart. So physically distant. So again, far apart, good phrasal verb, but you could just say distant instead. So again, there is another paragraph in there that you would have to replace the repeated words in the text with more suitable formal synonyms. So guys, it's all about uh, not sounding not sounding like you're in the seventh, eighth, ninth grade. But nonetheless, it's not about that because I remember when Mr. Blackmer, okay, my 10th grade English uh, uh, college preparatory teacher, he would say, uh, you know, uh, it's about varying your words. Oneida Moreno, you know, her being born in Mexico and English not being her first language, she had a better essay, she had better essay writing skills than me. And of course, I'm American, English is my first language. And so, it's all about varying the words and not repeating yourself, just like the TOEFL test, just like the IELTS test out there. So these are ways that you can develop your synonyms, okay? I've already taught you, of course, about, you know, the suffixes and how you can do it that way. But in academic writing, there are ways that you can sound more formal. So with that being said, guys, you have some things you need to get to, and thank you for tuning in. To this wonderful ESL podcast. If you guys want the answers, of course, you can reach out to me. So I'll be waiting for all of your replies. I'm your host, as always, over and out.